0: I want to introduce my wife. This is Ashley Hardy. Okay, so I'm going to pray. So Jesus, I just thank you for the power of the cross and for what happens when we choose to believe you at your word and what you did for us. And I ask that today you would set our hearts ablaze, that we would be a people that didn't just believe that you were real, but we would be a people that chose to follow you forever, Um, that we would be your sons and daughters, the people of God, and that you would mark us. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so recently I have been learning a little bit about Topo Chico, okay? So, I mean, it's a sparkling water drink. People might love it. People might not know about it. And so someone told me a little bit about it, so I researched some, okay? And so... When it, with their marketing, it's tasty, I like it. And so with their marketing, they tell this legend, okay? And so there's this legend that the emperor in wherever Mexico or wherever that land was back in the day, his daughter was sick, and she needed healing. And so she went up in the mountains to the spring, and the spring had these healing properties. So she bathed in the spring, and she, um, drank from it and stayed there for a few days and then came home and she was like vigorous and revived and healed. And so this is like that spring where they bottle Topo Chico from, is like what they say. And so everyone should drink this water because then you will be healed or vigorous or whatever. And so I was like, man, that's actually really good marketing, you know? Um, Because everybody wants that. Everybody on planet Earth has been since the beginning of time, Looking for that spring and if we heard there was like a spring like that next to Lake Bryan, you know We would all go we would take all of our children We would bathe them in it make them drink from it and they would be healed and you know like vigorous again, you know and so I, I It's silly to think of but when you when you think of all through time like what have the pe- people searched for? What do they want? What is the goal of life? Why are we all here? Those big, huge questions. It's like people want to be immortal. They want to have endless beauty, unfading happiness, joy without measure. They want their pain to go away. I mean, don't you agree? And so people go to different springs all over the earth. They, they look for a spring in, you know, money or whatever, you know what I mean? List the, I mean, media or fame, you know, just list them off what people look for that. But that's really deep down inside, like what everybody is craving. And y'all it, that spring is real. And he is Jesus, he is. And I know it's like, I, I want you to hear it. Like you've never heard it before. That is real. It is a real thing, and his name is Jesus, like a place to go to find everlasting life, to find joy without measure, without measure, peace without measure. It is real, and his name is Jesus. And I just see us together as a church, like each one of us, like understanding that, And then passing it along to everybody in our sphere of influence and just saying, come with me. Let's all go together every day and receive that spring of living water and then go out and say, have you heard? Like, have you heard about the spring that brings healing? It brings life. It brings peace and joy and purpose to your life. That's what everybody wants. And we're all sitting in the room and we have the answer. It's like not a legend. It's real. And when we hear those words, even just hearing those words like emperor, legend, you know, you're like, ooh, like something inside of me longs for that. Something inside me longs for something bigger, greater, more, like, 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 more powerful than me. And that's who God is, yeah. okay? And so it says in 2 Corinthians, well, first it says in Romans 14, 17. For the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. It's not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And so that is what the kingdom of God is. It is and so when we follow him, we become like him. And it says in 2 Corinthians 5.21, For he who knew no sin became sin so that we might become the righteousness of God. And so that is salvation. It isn't just um, so that we can make wise choices, so that we can show up at church. It says, he who knew no sin became sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Like the gift of Calvary, the gift of his offering, of a covenant with us is that he was perfect and he died on the cross. He became sin so that in him we could be cleansed from all of our sin, everything we've ever done wrong, everything that's ever been done wrong to us, all of the pain in our life, he died for it on the cross, a perfect sacrifice once and for all. It was the final sacrifice. It never has to happen again. It's finished. And so he conquered it all. Death and pain and sickness and and every negative emotion, he conquered it on the cross. And then he died, and he was dead and buried for three days. And then he came up out of the grave, and he conquered death. And he said, no more do you have to live in those ways. In me, you can become the righteousness of God. In me, you can drink from a living water that will never run dry. In me, you will have eternal life, purpose. It's like what everyone wants. It's what everybody wants. And he's saying, I did it i did it for you every one of you and it's available now today and it's not something that has to be done again it's finished forever and so so that we can become the righteousness of god it's just like such an amazing promise because what happens when you live in righteousness you, the kingdom, you see the kingdom, yeah. and the kingdom is what everybody wants. It's what, it's what I want. It's what you want. It's that peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. And so when you're in righteousness with God, when you're right with him, yeah. peace fills your yeah. heart. Yeah. And then when you're living a peaceful life, you cannot help but be joyful. Amen. Okay? And so it is real. And so for me, I have to choose righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit every day. to choose it this morning i didn't feel righteousness peaceful and joyful this morning but i chose it in him and it was available to me i didn't have to go wonder will will coffee give me that will this give me that will my clothes will be being cute give me that no like i knew where to find it he is righteousness peace and joy in the holy spirit i don't have to wonder where it is That's where it is. And so it doesn't mean I never have to find it again. It doesn't, I mean, find it in him again. It doesn't mean I never have to to have hard things happen, and then I always feel righteous, peaceful, and joyful. It means I know where the source is, okay? And that, he's the spring. He is like the Topo Chico spring. And so if you can tell someone about Topo Chico, you can tell them about Jesus, and you can say, here's the drink of Topo Chico. Let me tell you a story about how Jesus is the spring of living water, okay? And so we all can do it. I just, everybody, I really don't, I mean, I'm not, like, branding for them, but it is real. Okay, and so when I think about this righteousness, just like a little practical thing that came in my mind is, so because it's something we maintain, okay, so for me, righteousness is usually step one. If I'm not right with God, then peace isn't in my soul, and I'm not feeling joyful. And so not feeling peaceful and joyful is usually like, you back up, oh, I'm definitely not right. Peaceful and joyful, something might not be righteous. Good. And so a good, like, trigger for me sometimes that, that kind of reveals how I feel about my right, being right with God is how I feel around authority, any authority. And if I feel, so I, and I teach my kids this. So, you know, there's like the classic, like, you see your child walking out of the pantry and they hide whatever they have behind you and you know it's candy or something that they got out of the pantry without telling you. And so the sight of me makes them hide, okay? So it's clear something's not right, okay? I'm their authority. They hide what they've done so there's not righteousness there. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I also get, I tell the kids, hey, we're driving along the road. If I see, a, I tell them this. If I see a police officer and I'm speeding, how do you feel? <gasps> oh, is he going to get me? Oh, I don't need a ticket. Oh, man, you know, if you're obeying the law and you see a police officer, you're like, hey, you know? I'm so thankful for him. He's keeping our city safe, you know? And you feel really peaceful. And so it's just clear. And that take that and then just, like, put it into every single area of your life. When you're not right, when you're not being obedient with God, you will not feel peaceful and joyful, Okay and then you can you can tell you just can tell and so how this journey has kind of played out in my life so i grew up in a home where my parents loved me like crazy like they were amazing parents and they wanted me to have the world and like were loved each other loved me loved my siblings it was a very like unbelievably healthy household We had our issues, you know, but, like, overall, I'm, like, extremely thankful. And I also just loved Jesus from a really early age. Like, I remember I had some of you might have heard this before, but I had these little baby dolls, and I was like, you know, three years old, and I named them all Baby Jesus. They are like these little female <laughs> baby dolls, and I named them all Baby Jesus. And so my mom bought like 15 of them because she, I loved them so much. They always fell apart, so I just kept getting a fresh one, you know. And um, recently, it makes me laugh because my daughter Evelyn is a lot like me, and which makes me feel so happy, you know. Like the God wants you to love the way that you are. Like, when I I think about, oh, sorry, when I think about being a mom and, like, the greatest compliment someone can give me is she looks just like you. That's how God feels about you. Like, he just wants you to look just like him. He loves how you look. He loves exactly how you are. And he's just so proud of you and loves you. And so for me, I feel so much pride when someone's like, she's just like you, you know? I want her to be like me. And so anyway, Evelyn, we were talking, and she was like talking about Jesus. And she was like, Mom, how can he understand what I am saying to him? And I was like, well, and she was like, he's just a little baby. (laughs) (laughs) And she was like thinking about like Jesus in the manger, you know? That's just a cute story. I just thought it was so, so funny. I was like, she just thinks about baby Jesus, you know, and that's Jesus to her right now. And so (laughs) it makes sense that he can't understand you because he's just a baby. (laughs) Anyway, and so, okay. So I always loved Jesus growing up, and um, I was saved. I believed in him. I believed that he, everything I just preached to you about the gospel, I received it. And i received it as a gift i repented of my sins i confessed with my mouth that jesus was the lord i believed in my heart that god raised him from the dead and i was saved sealed with the holy spirit for the day of salvation had my ticket to heaven believe you know once and for all at that time i was a saved born again believer in jesus christ and i loved him and i experienced him and i thought about him and i was just, I believed in him. I believed that Jesus was real. I loved church and all the things church. And, but as I started, like into junior high, I started asking questions like, why, if he is almighty God, is this what we do when we gather? Because we were like playing foosball and singing like, lean on me. When you're not strong, you know, and like playing chubby bunny and doing like junior high youth group things, okay? Not that they're bad, but I was just like, why is this what the people of God do when they gather? Um, It was just an interesting question for me because I was like, shouldn't God, like, if He created everything and He's almighty God, like, shouldn't His people be powerful? Shouldn't His people, like, be different? Um, And I was looking for that but I didn't know where to find it, or no one knew what to say. So basically that question within me started to like reach a climax about my freshman year in college. And I got to this place where I was kind of like fed up with religious culture and weird things that people that go to church do. And I was like, I just don't understand it. I grew up in my whole life. I don't understand why this is what we choose to do when we gather. And I just wanted something that was real about Jesus, and I couldn't find it anywhere. And so then I went to Baylor, as my freshman year in college, and I basically looked around and saw, like, thousands of women who said they believed in God but were no different than anyone who just, like, walked in the world. And I was just sickened by it. I was like, this is hypocritical, it's weird, and actually it is exactly me. Like, that is me. I'm seeing myself, and it, I don't like it. And so I left my dorm room my freshman year, and I went out, and I sat on my steps outside of the dorm, and I just said, OK, God, if you're real, I want you to reveal yourself to me. I need you to like come out, show me, like light something up. Like I don't know. I need to know that you're real, because I would rather be an atheist and at least know who I am and feel like I have integrity and and then say I follow you, but not know you. Or say I believe in you, but not know how to follow you. And I, I feel like the best way I know how to describe the feeling I had and kind of what happened perpetually through high school and into that early part of college was because I was a born-again believer, I had the indwelt spirit of the living God inside of me, okay? But I wasn't following him. I actually didn't really know how. And so I was act- making decisions... That were like the world. I was choosing things of this world, and like serving my flesh. But the Spirit of God was in me, so there was just constant conflict, constant lack of peace and joy within me. And so I felt like physically ill. I didn't. I was anxious all the time. My m- tummy was a mess. You know, like had so many issues with my physical body because I was had so much anxiety because I just wasn't right with God and. But he was inside of me, you know. And so that, where, where I was, I, I went and I, I sat there and I said, reveal yourself to me. I need to know you're real. And he came in power. Wow. And he, the Holy Spirit met me. And I didn't even know it was the Holy Spirit. I just, it was God, the three in one, you know, like met me. And what it did is it filled me with peace. I felt peaceful, guys. Like, I can't remember at that point. I don't know if I had felt peaceful since I was like a little girl. And I felt just peaceful. And then what started happening is the fruit of the Holy Spirit started growing in me. So love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I started, I had I had power from God to make the choices that I was trying to make on my own. Mm-hmm. And so I could obey him in a way that I could never obey him before. The things of this world disgusted me in a way they had never disgusted me before. I wanted to follow him. And I can honestly say, like, from that point forward, like I've never looked back. I've made mistakes, but I've never like, had to go back and then like, choose him again, have another experience like that again, and then go forward again. You know, like I've never done that. I've just kept going forward. And it has been the best, most beautiful adventure I could ever have imagined. It's been legendary, you know, and I I feel like, and, and so what legendary felt like in my life at that point was just saying, okay, God, what do you want to do today? There I was, a sophomore in college. You know, I was, I was a theater major. I So I would just ask him, what do do you want to do today? And like, can you use me to do it? And so I just would like do all kinds of things, like find him and every little thing. I would give people encouraging notes and I would be like surprise people and sneak money into their Bible. And I would... um, I was working on forgiving and confessing my sin. And, and so during this season, I basically started asking the question, okay, is there anyone else that's different? Because I experienced that he's real. And so is there anyone else that just feels different? And there was this guy who always invited me to Antioch in Waco. And I just thought he was weird. Because he kind of was. And so I, I was like, well, he's weird. And so maybe I should go to that church, you know? Because at least he's different, you know? He doesn't like blend in with everyone, you know? And so on the outside, I looked like very normal at Baylor, OK? And so I actually looked really weird when I showed up at Antioch in Waco at that time, OK? It was two thousand one, 2001. And so I show up and i like kind of stuck out like a sore thumb you know and so but i was like hey these people are experiencing the living water and so what i saw in these people is that they they acted like the people of god they acted like they served a king who was alive and was like daily commanding them to do the matters of the kingdom and i was like i'm in for that and that sounds exciting to me and so what that looked like was people like reading the bible and actually obeying what it said I saw people fasting. I saw people confessing their sin and being healed. I saw signs and wonders. I saw people being prayed for and miraculously healed. I saw um, people getting set free from bitterness and, and depression and unforgiveness and restoration and family. And I started learning about what to do with my finances and how to work diligently and live simply and give generously and how to see money in the way that the king saw it. I saw how to view myself physically and what beauty was for and why he made beauty and um, what food was for and how to eat it in a way that served us instead of serving food and um, find health in way, the way that I exercised and took care of my body and slept and, you know, hygiene, took care of my teeth, you know I mean? It was just overall discipleship, you know? It was like from beginning to end, this is how you follow Jesus. Yeah. This is what a kingdom believer looks like. And the disorder that I had been feeling started to kind of heal, and that would fall off. And I'd be like, oh, I'm healthier in that place. And then even just recently, we were driving along and my son Ethan was like, mom, do you see CVS? And I said, yeah. And he was like, do you remember when you used to be so scared to bring us into CVS because you were afraid that we would get sick because that's where all the people with like sickness go because they get their prescriptions. And so I would never let my kids go into CVS because I was afraid they were going to get a virus and then we were going to have the stomach bug. And you know, and I was like, yeah, I remember. I used to be so afraid to go into CVS. And he goes, you've grown so much. (laughs) And I was like, thanks, E. It was so encouraging, I was like, I, I have, thank you. I am like getting set free from fear, in Jesus' name. And so, anyway, that is what I, that's what happened to me. That day, I met the power of the Holy Spirit in a fresh way. And he filled me in a way that gave me power to follow him. And every single day, I've needed that power from him again. And it's been an amazing journey for my life. And so um, at the end of that journey and throughout that journey, I think, like, if I were to be able to sum up what, what captivated my heart more than anything, it was this idea and this concept of fulfilling the Great Commission, okay? So I'd never heard about that growing up, so it was like there's the, the Bible teaches when, when Jesus, when he, le- like, he died. He rose from the grave, and he was leaving to go back to heaven. He's leaving his followers, the people he was entrusting worldwide evangelism to. Like, I want every person on planet Earth to know God, to know me, and I want you to tell them, and this is what I'm going to tell you right before I go. And he says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and know that I am always with you, even to the end of the age. And so he promised that he gives us a big mission. What's the mission that he gave us? Go, therefore, to all the earth, every single nation. And and what is it? Oh, I always mess it up if I can't start it from the beginning. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything and know I'm always with you. So he gives us a big mission, and then what does he say at the end? I'm always going to be with you. Even to the end of the age, I'm with you. I'm always going to be there. And so I... What, like, as a theater major, I asked the question, okay, what is success gonna be like for my life? You know, In the middle of this journey of like, becoming more like Jesus and being discipled and all those areas I just talked about, what is success gonna be? And I was like, well, maybe if I get cast in a commercial, maybe if I win an Oscar, maybe if I make a certain amount of money, maybe if I... And can y'all see that like, all of those were like springs that weren't gonna ever make my life successful? I was never going to get to a point that I was like, well, that's success, you know? And all of us, I mean, we want to like be at the end of our day and go, life well lived. I am proud of what I have accomplished with my life. And I think that the secret to feeling proud about our life is to ask this question every single day. How can I most effectively fulfill the Great Commission today? So wake up in the morning and go, Jesus, I believe in you. I choose to follow you. I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and I want to fulfill the Great Commission. Mm -hmm. Follow, be filled, and fulfill the Great Commission. And it's just like every day, just do that, and whatever he puts in front of you. And so for me in college, I, I wanted to see every nation, tribe, and tongue here so that the end would come. It says that in Matthew 24, 14, every nation, tribe, and tongue will hear and then the end will come. And so I was like, well, that's what I want. I want heaven, so I want to make sure every nation, tribe, and tongue will hear. How can I do that as a theater major at Baylor University, you know? And so I would go and I would pray in the theater over every single chair and I would Sweep the stage and pray for the actors because they were all so lost and I never got cast in a show until this like tiny part at the end of my senior year. (laughs) Tyler was there and (laughs) I like had two lines (laughs) and I never got never led anything in, in Antioch. I was never asked to be a life group leader, never led one thing. I just was like faithful life group member my whole four years in college and I felt like God. But I seriously woke up every day feeling like I was like gonna conquer the world. Like I I felt so purposeful. I was like never I was like, "Man, I like I it matters." Like I remember thinking and even like telling people like, "If you if I was the president of the United States, how would I wake up today? Would I just mosey out of bed, throw on a t-shirt, grab a granola bar and like head into class with my flip-flops on, or would I like get dressed? Would I like Spend time with God so that I knew what he was saying for the people of America and the nations of the world. Would I, you know, I I would treat myself differently if I had authority. And so I'm going to act like it now. And so I don't know how that made sense to me as a little sophomore junior senior, but it did. And so I was like walking every day on Baylor's campus, like, I got a mission. I got a mission and we're gonna accomplish it. And then I did it, and then I was like, whoa, well, now I met this man, and he's amazing, and I want to marry him. I'm gonna be the best wife there ever was. And I'm gonna learn all about being a wife, and I'm gonna to try to get-I was like trying to get all the sin out of my life. It was like fasting and praying and confessing all the time. I'm insecure about this, and I'm comparing my heart to my body to her body, and I don't want to do that, bring that into my marriage. So it's like clean Cleaning my heart out as much as I could because I wanted to be like a healthy whole wife and then got pregnant okay I want to be a healthy whole mom serve there and then we got asked to like do this thing and lead a church okay well I'm going to try to do that well and then you know it just and it just went on day after day after day I remember going into Thanksgiving and be like this is the Thanksgiving that the world is going to change forever.
1: And so I'd get a word
0: of, word of knowledge for every single person at the Thanksgiving table. Some of them know God, some of them don't. I would like get all prayed up to go home for Thanksgiving, you know, because I was on a mission. It was like every, every single thing I did was a mission. And I was so fulfilled. And God used me in so many powerful ways just because I believed that he could. And so I believe. And so as I've been praying for us, I'm like, man, if every single person in this room just believed that, Wherever you went and whatever you did and chose to receive the power of the Holy Spirit in your life and walked around just being him, like, think about what righteousness, joy, and peace would fill this room, you know? And when we gathered here, we weren't just, like, coming to a meeting, but we were like, we're going to all gather together and we're going to, like, experience him together in such a way that fills us so full that when we go out, people are going to go, whoa, where did you, where have you been? And we're like, we've been in the Topo Chico Spring. Come, you know, like, come drink with us, you know, like, be filled. And they're going to go, what? how? How does that ha- How are you okay right now? Because most people wouldn't be okay right now, but you are. And, 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 and that is what it means to be live and to see right. the kingdom. And then not just to mention the righteousness, joy, and peace, but then think about, like, the ideas. Like, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, what I was talking about his mind, did anybody sit there and go, I agree, like, wow, or whoa, that's encouraging, like, think about his mind and what could happen, and I feel like I could literally go down every single one of you and say something that God has put within you and how you're going to show that to the world, yeah. you know, and so it's like, I mean, the other day, I have to brag on my friend Sam, She, Sam Duffy is in Yes, and she's there training um, translators, like 350 translators, to receive the influx of short-term laborers that are going to this summer so that there's people to, like, translate for the people that are sharing the gospel. So that's what she's been doing. So I'm, like, 50-something airplanes over the last few months, flying all over, training these people. And I have a newborn baby. And so at 2 o'clock in the morning, I'm usually awake, and um, she texts me. And she was like, hey, I know you're probably awake. It, or you're going to get this in the middle of the night, it's my daytime, and she was like, I had this idea. And she was like, I'm here in the slums of and they just need school. And all we need is like a willing person to do it. And she was like, what if, so I'm an administrator at a small private school and she was like, what if we used Oakwell as a, like a prototype and we <coughs> trained teachers to go through Oakwell and then plant schools in these places where we're planting churches. Isn't that such a great idea? And I was like, she was like, I know it's kind of a big idea for 2 a.m., so maybe you can think about it when you wake (laughs) up in the morning. And I was, like, having a hard time going back to sleep because I was, like, circuits blown, you know. I was, like, thinking all that, you know. And then I'm, like, bless her her heart. She's probably never going to do that, you know. Like, she's that's not really what her gifting is. I mean, she might. But she just had this idea and, like, gave it away. And then what if someone even sitting in this room right now is, like, I want to see that happen. And I'm an education person. They have that gifting on their life. So they start thinking about it more. And then we actually see schools getting pumped through. You know and see schools starting to touch all these broken places quality education you know see like see true transformation and it's like that's just like one example of like millions you know whatever your gifting is let him do it and like we'll see the kingdom of god established together and so um i'm going to shift gears really quick and just share How am I I doing? Yep, okay. And so I'm going to shift gears real quick and share just a couple of short things that I felt like God laid on my heart when I think about motherhood since it's Mother's Day. And um, whenever I was... um, So we have five kids, and we've actually lost three in miscarriage. And so when I was praying through and healing from that, journey, I was like, Lord, how do you want me to see my children? Like, what do you see when you see people? What do you see when you see children? And I felt like he gave me Isaiah 60, 22. And it says, the least of you will become a thousand, the smallest, a mighty nation. I am the Lord, and in its time, I will do this swiftly. And I felt like he said, the least, like, so The least of you will become a thousand the smallest a mighty nation i felt like he said in in graham there is a nation and in ethan and every one of you there is like a whole people and so what that means to me is is like the way he kind of made it make sense in my brain is like a realm Um, so if you think of the kingdom of god we're talking about the kingdom of god within any kingdom there's realms so within america there's states you know but if you can call them realms it's like each Area of land has boundary lines. It has resources that are natural to that place. It has um, things that are beautiful about it, things that are weaker about it. And so, like if you just think about a desert, it could be really like you know arid and dry, but underneath it there could be like a valley of gold to be mined up, you know. And then you could think about a mountain. It's like beautiful and adventurous, but the air is a little bit um, thinner, and so that. That you might need more oxygen when you're there. And so I felt like the Lord started saying, I want you to see each one of your children like a realm and learn not just, like, what their weaknesses and strengths are, but, like, imagine the possibilities that could happen with that child. And what started happening for me is I started honoring them more, um, honoring what could come from them. And even if you just think not, like, um, behind the scenes, you know, like. Um, like imagining the things that they'll become, but if you even just think like literally, when they marry, they will have another child that will have another child, like their actual lineage, you know? And the people that will come from that person and how you should honor the future by taking great care of your children now. And it makes me think on the Mayflower, there was one man who was a servant and he fell off and he like grabbed a rope and ended up not dying in the water and he like stayed on, but he like almost fell off the Mayflower. And he gets here and he settles in America and this man ends up being like marrying a woman and having 10 kids, which is crazy. And um, <laughs> then they, like their descendants are like all of these amazing leaders in our country, people from really cool um, like uh, uh, actors and actresses to, I think both of the George Bushes are in his lineage, just like a ton of really Im- like important people in founding our nation were part of him. And so just going, man, I want to honor the, the, the person because of all that might come yeah. from their life. And so seeing um, seeing our children like realms. And the Lord also showed me to see them like, um, like instruments. And so like Ethan is a drum because he's going to set this beat everywhere he goes and um, Graham is like a violin because he um, is, is unusual in the way God had made him and he is got more gentleness but there's like so much power in a violin but it's like a more gentle instrument and has to be handled differently than a drum and so that's just like a little example my girls are different instruments so I see them all in in different ways and so um I'm thankful for that revelation. And I want to end with, with Revelation 22. And so um, this spring, I'm just going to read it over us, and then I'm going to pray. And so it says, Then the angel showed me a river of the water of life, clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, and down the middle of the great street of the city. And on each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit, and then the angel said to me, these are the these words are trustworthy and true. The Lord, the God who inspires the prophet, sent his angel to show his servants that these things must soon take place. And so, Father, I just thank you. I thank you that we as a people are like this river that when we dwell with the lamb, when we come to the throne of God, that we go out and we provide healing to the nations. We provide um, fruit and crops that are endless. It says there's a new crop every month, that there's endless fertility, there's endless fruit and life and joy when we when we choose to dwell with you and go out in power with you. And so I just ask for my friends today, why don't you just stand as we close, and um, I just ask that my friends today, if there's people in this room that have never they believe in you, but they've never chosen to follow you. Um, that they would come and follow you. They would choose you today forever. And that you, would, um, that you would come upon them with power and you would equip them to do their work here on earth. And I just ask for um, those that need the vision of fulfilling the Great Commission with everything they're doing. God, I pray that you would ignite dreams and hearts and purpose in this room that the purpose that people have in this room would heal them, Um, that you would bring healing and restoration as we follow you, as we're filled, and as we fulfill the Great Commission. In Jesus' name.